ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. So what's happening, man? Nothing. Not a thing. Just getting ready to start turkey hunting. When do you guys open? Uh, the 15th. Oh, you got a little ways. Yeah, we opened uh, last Saturday. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of wish we did open when they're actually, like, truly strutting. Yeah. But Washington, I mean, they, they, tried to, they tried to keep it to where, like, spring bear and turkey open on the same day. Mm-hmm. Which f- makes no fucking sense. Nope. <laughs> Washington, man, I don't know, dude. The more, you know, I want to hunt Washington and, and the more I hear about it, it's just like, what? It's just weird how how it's set up. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, well, it's bad, especially because like Eastern Washington and Western Washington have two different rules, two different seasons for everything. Yeah. You know, and then like. They have the Roosevelt's over there. So anything on one side of the mountain, it's like in most units is like three point minimum for elk. But then on the eastern side, it's most of the units are true spike only unless you get drawn for a tag. Wow. Yes. I don't know. I guess it'd be a, a great spring bear hunt. <laughs> if, if you if you get drawn. <laughs> so this, even the spring bear is a draw, huh? Yeah, ours is spring bear is draw only, and I think they do like 500 tags total or something. Oh, wow, nothing. So it, yeah. is fall no. OTC? Uh, fall is OTC, yeah. Okay, okay, that's where my confusion was at then. Yeah, and you can and you can get two. You can have two bear tags. Yeah, because there's – I forget that kid's name, man. Austin. Oh, dude. can't remember his last name. And I mean that that kid's just he kills it up there on bear man. It's just like 
you give him two tags and he, it's two dead bears. Yeah, that's. I, I think I know who you're talking. I can't remember his last name. Show, show, Showlister or something like that. I think so. Yeah, it's uh, his yeah. his IG thing is Austin OTC. Yeah, yeah. yeah he runs the. Uh, I think he runs part of the uh, Hunting Washington Instagram page too. Oh, okay. That just mostly just highlights of anybody from the state can submit in, and they just post up what people in the state are doing. Yeah, I had recorded with him. Oh man, that was a while ago, 2019, like mid 2019 and, uh, lost the episode, dude. I don't know. Like I've had, since I've been recording, I've had like maybe, maybe three or four episodes that just disappeared into the abyss and his was one of them. I got to get him back on. Cause that kid's a stud, man. Yeah. He kills, he, he kills animals. Oh, dude. A lot of animals. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If he has a tag, he's he's filling it. And he has some great bear stories, man. Um, some great, great bear stories. You you got to wonder, like, a guy like that, right? And I don't think he's really, he's not seeking the attention. But you got to wonder, a guy like that. I mean, there's tons of killers out there. People that are just really good at what they do and and you do, no one knows about him you don't even hear about him yeah he just kind of just does his thing and goes out and fills tags yeah he's uh had to hit him up so we were already recording uh we're on with my buddy chris mann uh, if you didn't figure that out from washington and we uh, just playing a little catch up. We recorded, I don't know, seems like it was early 2020, mid 2020, somewhere in there. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. It was before, it was before elk season. I know that. Oh, <laughs> oh elk season. What are we? We're like a hundred and shoot. I think we're within 150 days of that SOB. Yeah, I'm just sitting here waiting for states to announce if I have any tags. Oh, dude. Where'd you apply? Uh, I applied, me, my dad, and my uncle put in for a group hunt in Wyoming. And then we'll also put in for our Washington uh, quality hunts mm-hmm. if 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 we ever draw. Um, we didn't get Idaho this year. Just they sold out so fast. And it was Dude. just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting to to know that I'm like, eight minutes from Idaho and not going to hunt it this year. So I had a, a couple buddies hit me up and they're like, dude, did you apply? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it as soon as I get in. And, uh, man, it had just, I think it was like four hours, dude. And it was yeah, like, it was- knockdown, knockdown. I talked to Jim Huntsman, uh, Roger, um, holster. And, uh, it was just like, this is ridiculous, man. You couldn't, couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was. I, I I logged in early and was still like number eleven hundred in the queue, Jesus. and it was just like watching the units that I wanted come <laughs> off the availability. And I was like, eventually, it was like, well, I'm I'm not super worried about it, you know. If oh well, Dang. yeah, it'd have been nice to head up there, but uh, I'm hoping Wyo, man. I applied Wyoming too. I gotta I gotta close that uh, close that chapter up there. So I'm right at that, you know, pay the extra money, get the special tag points. Uh, so I just bit the bullet and uh, that money's been sitting for now. What What are we going into April? So f- almost four months. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, it's kind of screwed up, right? Because you, you want to hunt Wyoming. 
I mean, it's just a phenomenal hunt, right? And I don't care if oh, it's yeah. elk, antelope, mule deer. But, dude, to change it to where you're waiting until May, it kind of locks you out of applying anywhere else, yeah, uh, especially if you're risking points. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's one of those, like, you got to – you can't, you know, you can't plan on applying for a ton of states if you're waiting on Wyo. You know, luckily Washington, they haven't even opened our special draws yet. And I'm hoping that we'll know, yes, we drew Wyoming. Because if we did, then we're not going to put in for uh, Washington draw. We'll just do over the counter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a long, painstaking wait especially when you get a, you did not get selected oh, after it. Well, and then, and then you're stuck on an OTC hunt. I mean, not that an OTC hunt is bad. Right. But right. it's just like, man, I got, you know, I got a few points here. I got some points there. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get why they, they made the change. I, I don't really dig it though. Yeah. I, uh, I'd rather sit and know that I got a tag for nine months than, yeah. Wait for six. And I mean, regardless, I'll be in, you know, I, I'll find a, a Wyoming, either an antelope tag or something. Mm-hmm. I will make it. I love that antelope hunting. That was a lot of fun. That, uh, so I'm hoping, right. If I, if I pull my elk tag, then I'm going to just go ahead and, and punch in on all my points there for antelope and mule deer and just, you know, go for the trifecta while I'm up there. Might as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, there was, there's there is a lot of quality animals in that state. Oh Jesus, their management is great, man. I mean, yes, you can't shake a stick at their management, even their strategy. And I, I was, I don't know, I, I can't say that I was disappointed. I'm not sure if you saw it, where they are trying to take it from the current standing right with the non-resident and take it down to a 90-10. So yeah. only 10 percent of the the uh, tags will go to non-res. Uh, right, which is just going to spike the how many points it takes to draw. And- yeah, it just uh, I don't know, that kind of sucked, right? Because it is again, that's a state that I would like to go into as much as I can. And I'm, you know, like I said, I think it's a three point, a three point state if you just want to go hunt it uh, and have an opportunity at you know a, a nice bull. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of what we're doing. Is I think I have three. My dad's got three, but my uncle had zero. Oh, and wow. so so two, we, two, and you know, two. Yeah, so well, it'll it'll all average out to where we have. I think they said it's pretty much a fifty-fifty on if we draw this unit. We didn't put in for any, you know, not a huge trophy unit. It was just kind of a general unit. But we we wanted to do it to where all draw or no draw because last year we all had the plan to go into the sawtooth, but I'm the only one that ended up with a tag. So mm. it was like, you know, two of them backed out and then my dad went in with me and it was a great trip, but it was kind of one of those, we all had this like, Oh, it'll be a great group hunt. We'll all have fun out there. And then it, so we, we kind of were like, well, if we're going to do it, we might as well all go together or not go at all. Yeah. It's a risk though. When you, you know, we've done that, right. Apply, applied as a group and it's, you know, that, that one guy <laughs> with no points is like, man, you son of a bitch. I know it was you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those. He'll, he'll be the one we blame if we don't draw. <laughs> at least you got someone to blame. Can't be yeah. mad at the system. So did you guys right. go on the regular tag or you went after the special with? Uh... No, just just the regular. We we didn't want to, you know, it, it, it was one of those. It wasn't a high priority. And all of us have a lot of points in Washington. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those. We didn't want to, 
you know, over overextend our hand. Right. Yeah, because that that tag is up there, man. What is it? Uh, I think eight hundred no. with the license. Well, that's yeah. If you go if you go on the regular tag, but the special is you know upwards of twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred, yeah. And then if you're archery hunting, you got to get your archery stamp, and then you, you know. So I think when all said and done, you're you're just under the fifteen hundred dollar mark. Yeah, it's it's not cheap. You're definitely uh, you're spending a pretty penny. Yeah. And, I don't it's, know, and it's up and you know, I like the upfront. You gotta pay it up front and then you get it back, worse comes, but versus the oh yeah, you got selected and then guys are like, Oh, I bought all the money right now. Yeah, well that, that's kinda you know what? Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want the money up front too. <laughs> if if you can't if you have a desire to go chase an elk and and you decide to piss that off or not manage your finance, then you know <laughs> good for you yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all i'm gonna say <laughs> and i'm being very facetious with a good for you <laughs> it's like come on man i i mean i i mapped this shit out for like so i started mapping out 2022 this year because there's a couple hunts that that i'm going on and uh I'm not going to wait until January of, you know, 2022 to figure out the finance end of it. So it's like, man, you got a year to plan for this stuff. Yeah. That's, you know? I mean, that's what we kind of did as we, I sat down with my dad. I said, look, if for some reason we don't draw Wyoming or Washington this year, what do you think about caribou up in Alaska? So that kind of is a, a little fallback, but worst comes too is I'm going next year to do caribou Dude, in I Alaska. Do. You know, I was going to go this year. Actually, no, I'm going to back that up. I was going to go last year, but I didn't. I didn't want to not focus on my elk pursuit, being that you know, ain't a dead one come home with me yet. Uh, right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just. I'm going to get my slate clear <laughs> with this dang elk, kill one, and then yeah, I'll go. Get, get the- yeah, get that monkey off your back. Yeah. and Because then... I'm yeah, dying, dude. I am dying oh, yeah. for a barren plain archery hunt on a caribou. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. Just I mean, the, the, the beauty of it that I, you know, I, I want to take my camera and I don't care. I mean, if we tag out the first day or not, I'm going to have so many pictures and I mean, just it's beautiful. Everything I see, I just I want to go up there at least once. So I don't know. Do you know who uh, Keith Naylor is? I don't. Is, so he goes on Instagram. It's Spike Bull Outdoors. Or oh yeah. Just Spike okay. Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Keith went up there last year, and basically, and and no offense to it, right? But in terms of guys thinking that you know it's out of their ballpark, but he went up there essentially on you know a budget hunt, and dude, I think he was under came in under like the two thousand dollar mark. And uh, yeah. he shot a nice boo, dude. And watching the videos of it, and you know some of that, uh, some of that uh, tundra there, dude, is just unbelievable. What he was walking across. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, me and my buddies have looked into, you know, potentially, especially leaving out of Seattle, you can take that ferry up to Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's not that much. It's, I mean, if you were to get a group of guys, split gas, and just roll up, you could, and not use, not use an outfitter, or not do a, you know, a. Uh, a drop uh airplane in there's you really could he's right you can make it a definitely a budget hunt and still have a probably the time of your life mm-hmm. doing it yeah because that's what i looked at is like the whole drop camp thing and uh 
shoot, that was two years ago. And I, I want to say it was running 3,500. Yeah. And I think now it's, you know, right around that uh, same guys are right around five grand. Yeah. it's And especially with, you know, more people wanting to do it there. I mean, they've got the monopoly of it, but oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we looked at is looked at the, the Bush plane in drop camp, you know, five to seven days. And, but like the all inclusive to where the cost of your meat and uh, trophy come back, you know, no, no added cost for that. Oh, that's not bad at all. You know, but there's no. something to be said. I mean, okay. So you save the money just to do it, but there's something to be had or said about the experience of the Bush plane and, you know, that absolutely air quote backcountry experience, you know, when it comes to Alaska. Um, and that's kind of the allure for me. Right. Is to be, yeah. you know, flown out to a drop camp and see and a, see in a week. You know what yep, I mean? That's exactly just that. OK, now it's me versus nature. everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Everything I saw, you know, so I'm I'm kind of torn on that, man. It's like, man, I I would love that experience. Um, but, you know, the, the money savings, I guess you just, you know, it's about the hunt. But what does that hunt amount to? You know what I mean? It's just this idea of the of that whole package, if you will. Yeah. And of course, you know, to each their own on who how they how somebody does it. I know guys that they take their boat up and then they boat up the river, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing or they pay a boat to take them up and then leave them at, a, you know, at a location. So, I mean, it's there's all kinds of opportunities. I just need to. I just need to pull the trigger. Yeah, me too, man. I've seen a couple where it was like, you know, crabbing, fishing, bear hunting, um, you know, off of, off the boat. And it's just like, oh, man, that, that'd be a pretty bitching experience too. Yeah. That's my, uh, my dad's longtime hunting partner. His brother-in-law uh, was a commercial fisherman up in Alaska. And so they would do seasons, you know, years ago when pretty much their kids were, five and six, you know, probably early, early nineties, they would go up on the boat and fish and exactly like you said. And then they would, when the tide would go low, they would go into shore and they would deer hunt or bear hunt and then get back on the boat and go back to fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Alaska has a lot to offer brother. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's an understatement. I just, even just, even just the views. Yeah. Yeah, I just want I just want the opportunity, man, to uh, to send an arrow at them. One of those booze, man, that that just for me when I you know, when I was talking to the guy, I forget the name of the guy, Brian uh, Ram Aviation is what it is. And uh, talked to him a little bit. This was after the 2019 Hunt Expo. And uh, I told him, you know, yeah, you know, archery a problem. And he goes, no, but I would highly suggest you bring a rifle, man. That's yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I was talking to some buddies about it because, and I, everyone, you know, the same thing. They, I want to, I'm going to take my bow up, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to have a rifle with me just in case because yeah. I've seen you guys stalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like, you know, I was watching videos and just kind of consuming that for a while, and a lot of those shots, man, they're they're eighty plus yards. Um, yeah. Oh, with yeah. You've got to be comfortable with your equipment. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll draw back on something at about 120 and feel good about it. So nice. I'm not, I'm not so worried about it, you know, but that's a different element, man. That open terrain. I just, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're not, not risking hitting a branch or a twig and yeah. 
but that's a long way for an arrow to travel that's, even at our speeds i was man. gonna say that's there's, that's got a, that's an, an eternity feeling watching yeah. it yep doesn't like it but yeah i uh I just can't get away from, I mean, not that that would pull me away from the elk pursuit, but that is a, that is definitely people, something. People. Yeah. Well, it's something you got to commit to heavily. Right. Yes. And, uh, yeah. That's the, that's the hardest part is just stepping away from elk. <laughs> yeah. There. I mean, it's only one year. Just do it for one year. Yeah. Well, I, I will. As soon as, uh, as soon as a bull comes home. There you go. Perfect. A, a dead bull that I don't bring home doesn't count in my opinion. <laughs> that well, that makes sense. So man, let's uh let's hear it, dude. You had a uh, you know, we talked and you had a a ton of plans for the 2020 season. Um and it looks like shit, we didn't even hit it all on that episode that we did. Um, yeah. it, you guys were just busy, man. You were hanging with Ryan, you had the hunts with, you know, your father. Um you went down to Texas. On that owl dad was, slash white tail slash whatever walks in front of us hunt. Yeah, hunt, hunt Mageddon 2020. <laughs> that was yeah. This this 2020 wasn't that bad. I mean, COVID, online school, that kind of sucked. But I traveled a lot, man, a lot. Um, my airline miles are looking real good for some free flights. Nice. So. Yeah, no, it was it was a good year. I mean, I you know a lot of a year of firsts too was, you know, my first spring bear, first archery elk, um, first antelope, and then you know Texas whitetails and the audad, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was a it was just it was a really fun year, seeing different parts of the country, and then on top of that, tack on I think me and Ryan did eight vet hunts that we hosted and meet, you know, meeting those people. And again, exploring from, you know, the coast of Maine, you know, down to Arkansas. I mean, it was was just a really good year and I'm excited for what's coming up this year. So we'll talk about the vet hunts a little bit, but out of your, out of your hunts, right. um, What, and this is going to be a hell of a question. um, What were the, because there were so many. What were the two most memorable hunts? Definitely my Idaho elk hunt with my dad. Um, we hired an outfitter to pretty much the Idaho version of Alaska. Uh, he horsebacked us in 12 miles and left us there. And so it was just me and my dad and the, what gear we had on our backs and a, uh, a canvas wall tent. And it was just it was incredible because the first two days three days we had not even seen an animal like it was not hearing many bugles i mean we heard one one bugle and that was it and it was just really deep steep hills and it was kind of you know in my mind going out there it was like oh this is we're going to be in the middle of these bulls middle of the rut it's going to be crazy and then we got out there and it was kind of that well, where, where's all the animals at? Where, you know? <laughs> and I think, and I, I say this a hundred percent seriously. If he wasn't, if my dad wasn't there to keep me in a positive spirit, I would have been miserable just from how hard we were hunting and it would just wasn't paying off. You know, we weren't, in, we were finding very little fresh sign 
no, you know, no bugles, not even seeing animals moving. And it was just, you know, starting to take its toll. And then one, one bugle at the top of a hill. And it was one of those, like, it's now or never, like, I don't care if it's a spike up there kind of thing. And so we hiked vertical, not directly vertical, but some of the steepest hills I've ever hiked and ended up putting an arrow in a really nice five point bull. And then when we got there, we realized that the bags we left at the bottom of the hill, cause we dropped weight to get up there, had all the game bags and had everything we needed in it. <laughs> and so my dad being the absolute study is at noon, it took us four hours to get up to where that bull was. And it took him about five hours to get back down and it was dark by then. And he ended up, you know, he said it was too steep. And so he went all the way around the mountain and came up on the top. And, you know, I mean, we, I didn't have a jacket. Like it was, and it was getting cold. It was, I'm, you know, and then we slept, put up a little, one of those uh, mountain ambush tarps. Mm -hmm. And that's where we sat until sun up. But it was, so that was definitely, I mean, that's top, top hunt experience of my life, period. Just nice. spending it with that time with him and, you know, and him being there for my first, you know, archery bull. And, you know, it was just, that was, that's top, top hunt in my life, period. And then the second one was probably spent with him again. I mean, the one with Jonathan was great too. That's a, that's a runner up third place but the antelope with my dad in Wyoming, because we both just drove over, didn't know the area. And then we both tagged and, you know, antelope's not hard, but it was just a fun experience watching him shoot his first antelope and, you know, and then it's just spending time together. Still shared moments, man. That's a, uh, yeah. that's one of those, I mean, that's, that's irreplaceable, right? I mean, you know, icing on the cake, right? You tag out, but, uh, to be able to share the adversity, the diversity, and, you know, the, the moments of hell. <laughs> Cause the, what's an elk hunt, what's an elk hunt without the sex appeal of an elk hunt, right? The screaming bulls, um, you know, thrashing and, and raking everywhere. That, uh, the mental aspect of grinding it out in an elk hunt when everything seems for not, I think I think that's part of the draw for me, but man, it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna really make me appreciate when I hear bulls screaming even more. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you know, that's kind of a it's kind of a theme, man. It, it and I don't know if it's an evolution of the animal, what that is, but you you hear that a lot, or I've heard it a lot. You know, and, and it's been in quite a few states where, you know, folks are just like, hey, the bulls are not talking. They're not communicating like they have, you know, be it hunter pressure or wolves. Um, we had in our camp and this happened two years in a row. The day we got there, we were it was the day before season open. And I ain't kidding you, man. 50 yards from camp on on our level right we have a bull just screaming at the top of his lungs and we're watching this dude and he's w right next to the road 
just rake and go crazy. And I'm like, this is this is horseshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't one, wait 12 hours horse. to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he knows. Uh, oh, dude, it was it was phenomenal. After that, the opener, dude, totally. I mean, absolutely silent. I don't think we heard another bugle for. I want to say it was like like three or four days. And the one bugle that we heard in that time period was it responded to me because I was like, oh, I think I hear him crack one off and boom, he just yelled back at me. And that was once like he did. That was it. Oh, I I don't know if it's. uh, Again, hunter pressure, you know, the areas that have wolves, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I've noticed it, too, is. You know, well, in some of the the northern Idaho units that we used to just hunt, um, yeah, you'd hear every. It seemed like it was kind of uh, circular, though. It's like every third year you'd get that one year where the bulls would just scream their faces off, and then the next two would be really quiet. It was almost like those young bulls that were finally bugling, then they got a dose of oh, look at all these guys screaming back at me, and then the next two years they're real smart, right? That and then the new, the, the new dummies come up and start screaming and showing off and then they get educated. Yeah. That's insightful, man. That could be, you know, a cycle. Those mature, immature guys, you know, it's not the name. Well, the spikes, man, them, I don't know. I, to each their own, the way the spikes come in to anything, I, anything. Oh, dude, <laughs> they will, uh, they'll walk right up to you damn near. And yeah, just, unless you're unless you're in Washington, where spikes are the spikes are the 400 inch trophies of the day. <laughs> so you know, if you if you find a spike, I mean, it's a unicorn. That's you know, that's crazy, right? I mean, just to have that that switch in behavior. I mean, that young bull, he's not, he doesn't have the wherewithal. He doesn't have the experience, right? He hasn't uh, hasn't been made wise by us. So I wonder what causes that. I mean, you would think that's something, you know, if it's passed down, that takes generations to pass that weariness down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, the, yeah, those, the spikes are, they're, uh, they're pretty impressive, but usually if you find one, you got two or three and a couple of small raghorns with them too. So I think they're just tired of getting beat up and they just kind of disappear. At least, at least where we're at. Cause I can't seem to find them. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, how did the vet, well, let's talk, well, that was sort of a vet hunt too, right? The one down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. I mean, myself and Jonathan, both veterans, it was, you know, it was just, it was a different, it was a different aspect for me because he kept it a secret that Mm -hmm. I was going down there to hunt as well. Right. You know, my understanding was we'd been talking about it for months that he was going to go down he was going to do an odd ad and maybe an access. And it was going to be for his birthday. And I was like, dude, I'd love, I'll come down. I'll hang out. I'll film. And then about two days before, he's like, hey, bring hunting stuff. And I was like, what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm filming. I work, I'm good. And it kind of then it, it dawned on me that he had Clayton uh, Saturday coming in to film. And I was going to be hunting as well. So it was kind of a cool, cool thing for me to experience. That. uh I had to bite my tongue on that a little bit because <laughs> I knew about that. Uh, shit. You know what? I think I knew about that when, when we talked. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Cause we, we did, we definitely talked about. Yeah. Cause we talked about big spooning and little spooning. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, you son of a, yeah. So I, you had, knew. I knew about it and I was like, man, that's, that's, a- that's just the coolest thing. And, th- and to see the hunt turn out the way it did, man, was, uh, it was great watching from the bleachers, man. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome to see that. Yeah. And it was, it was so much fun. I mean, I, and I still took my, my camera equipment down and, um, you know, Clayton did an amazing job just documenting everything. It made, it made making the videos so easy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, there was, you know, there was highs, there was lows, there was overcoming adversity. I mean, those hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jonathan, you know, having his surgery and, oh, but I mean, not even just that. I mean, those odd ad are just so impressive, such impressive animals. What, uh, some of that country you guys were in, it was just like, you know, looking at it as I was watching the film and I'm like, you know, that's some big dudes, man. It's going to be packing up and down that Rocky face. Yeah. That, so that Pecos river area, what, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough. That was some, that was beautiful terrain and it was so cool because it was those rolling, you know, cliff drops and where we, where we located these rams was across the Canyon and the only way that we could get into a good shooting lane was walk on a little five foot ledge at the edge of a 300 foot drop to skirt and get into a position where we could lay out and, you know, not be seen by these odd ad. And it was just, well, one, I don't do heights super well. So <laughs> I had to, I had to cut a lot of me swearing out on of the it. side of this mountain. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it was, you know, j- just, and I mean, but the view, you know, looking down, I mean, you could look straight down into this beautiful, clear river that you could see fish swimming in it. I mean, it was that clear. Oh, wow. And we sat up there for probably three hours watching these odd ad slowly milling down until we were in a, you know, a comfortable under 600 yard shot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and then, but you know, all said and done, Jonathan has this amazing, you know, 29 inch mature free range Audad that will eventually be a half mount. It's, it's at the taxidermist now and he's doing a half body mount to show off the chaps and the, the beard. Yeah. It's a beautiful animal. Yeah. And they're, they're so much bigger than, I mean, once we got up to it, it was like, wow, holy smokes. They are, they are thick. How they eat. Have you eaten any? Uh, so I turned, I turned my part of the Audad into nothing but pepperoni sticks. Mm. So it's fantastic. <laughs> can't go wrong with uh, with sticks. Can't go wrong. Yeah, can't go wrong with some meat sticks. But uh, Jonathan said he made fajitas out of it. And said it, it's fine. It's you know all about how you cook it, and you know. It, so I mean, I've heard obviously everybody. You know, somebody will say it's good. Somebody will say it's bad. Yeah. I have. I've yet to really find a, a wild animal besides that like bad. Yeah, besides like coyote, but nothing, nothing as far as the the herbivore wild game have I found that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, Clayton Clayton's a a really cool dude too, man. That's a that's oh, yeah. a good guy. Absolutely, what what a guy. I mean, and he was just so, you know, to give up his time. It was selfless for him to give up his time and just come 
and spend some time with us. And, you know, it was fun to develop a relationship with him because I'd never met him before. And so it was, you know, spending a week with him. It was, it was a lot of fun. Him and, and Jason Dickens, the, the landowner, you know, spending time with them and meeting new people and hearing about their experiences. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Clayton, uh, he's quite the animal guy. Boy, he is. And I mean, and he's smart too. Yeah, but like, that's what yeah, I, I mean. He's, he's an animal doctor. Like, yeah. he's, I think he's, he's over in Pennsylvania now working for, uh, the fishing, uh, fish and wildlife services for the, like the feds. Yeah. That dude is, uh, he's upper echelon for sure in the brain area. Oh yeah. I, I mean, shoot. It was funny. Cause I was, while we were in that, while we were in Texas, I was still taking college classes and I was asking him all these entomology questions, you know, cause he knew he had the answer. So I was pretty much using him as to finish my homework. It worked out. It definitely did. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a great trip to end my year on. So let's get into the vet hunts, man. Uh, I know you and Ryan were busy on that. You said you had eight of them. Um, I mean, just the just the level of service there, right? I mean, we've I think we even talked about that before, right? Is is committing and sacrificing, and and I say sacrifice because that's the easiest word to grab of it, right? Because you don't look at it like that. Um, it's something that you're committed to do. But the sacrifice and time and energy and finance and things like that, man, that's huge work, right, to get out and support the vets, uh, our vets, and and show them that level of appreciation and bring them back into camaraderie. And, and hopefully the guys and gals that are struggling get to find a little bit in those hunts, man. So um, thank you guys for doing that, you and Ryan. Yeah, man, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's so much fun. It's, it, it's rewarding for me as well, just to, you know, to experience, you know, not always being there to shoot and still being able to see, you know, a lot of the hunts we do are duck hunting just because it's more of a group activity than anything else. You know, you can get when an outfitter says, Hey, I've got four to eight spots available. There's, you know, that's, you get a good group for that and you can really, you know, see the camaraderie versus a one hunter for one animal, mm-hmm. you know, which are, they're still also great experiences, but it's, I feel like the, the group hunts that we're able to do is where you really see guys, you know, stay in touch and you can really feel out, you know, how they're going to act, you know, and, and joking around and, you know, flipping each other a little, uh, a little slack if, uh, you know, missing shots on ducks, which, everyone does yeah that uh i don't know dude i i've been uh, uh, you know duck hunting a couple of times and it's just never been my th- i suck wing shooting let's just say <laughs> <laughs> i'm a horrible wing shooter but there's there's a lot less pressure in my head uh doing that than you know something like a big game hunt uh unless you're you know unless you're chasing you know pigs or something like that with them yeah oh absolutely yeah the no pressure because you know if you miss that bird the guy next to you on either side probably is going to shoot it and who knows i mean that's that's the thing about waterfowlings and everybody claims every duck i shot every duck (laughs) (laughs) and uh especially you'll hear it if if a band's drop Uh oh who shot this you'll hear guys who weren't even anywhere near that bird (laughs) oh i shot that 
but uh no it's just a lot of fun because yeah no pressure it's you know they can really get there and laugh and smile and have a good time you know if you mess something up it's not the end of the world like like you said with a big game you could you know one one bad stock could ruin the whole whole Yeah. yeah versus waterfowl where it's okay yeah you might have a slow morning but i'm sure there's a few birds are going to come in and how does how does that look how does that look when when you're sorting all that out right i mean you got a guy you know that thinks he shot everything and and may have hit one or two birds oh <laughs> yeah it, well, it oh it, it happens i mean you'll and it's i just sit back because most of the time if either me or ryan we've got film of it so i i tell you but there's a there's this new new ammo company. Uh, they're probably not new, but new to me. They uh, they have different colored BBs. Oh, so they have four different colors, and it puts a little hint of that color like on the the dye of the BB uh-huh. when, it, when it hits a duck's skin. So when you breast out that animal, you can oh well that's pink. Oh that's green. You can all right. Well you two have a claim to this bird kind of thing. <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting concept where might have to adapt adopt a little bit of that yeah keep all the liars honest that way yeah exactly I don't, pretty... I don't see any yellow anywhere <laughs> you got the one guy no shells left <laughs> that's me man i oh, spent man. i spent 120 shells for five six birds yeah. Oh God. That's, I mean, we got, we got very lucky, you know, this, this year we were, we were blessed to partner with, uh, with an ammunition company who, and they provided us, you know, a, an exorbitant amount of, uh, duck shells mm. for our hunts. So it was, we, the vets never had to worry about anything ammo wise. It was just get yourself there. Who was who that? That's worth mentioning. Uh, it was, them, right? it was, uh, apex ammunition. They're, uh, the owners actually, I, I don't know if he just retired from the military or he's still active, but uh, they're based out of Mississippi. And I mean, they make amazing, amazing ammo as far as that goes. And they were just, they were just great to partner with us. And they provided us, you know, we, I had enough for every single one of our hunts, Ryan. I think I have like two boxes left out of the cases. They shipped us cases for these hunts. And it was just, it was a blessing to have, to not have to worry about that. Yeah, because that, I mean, it's especially last year. I mean, it's we're still filling it this year, but uh, ammo. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Tell me about man. it. It's, uh, it's insane. I, you know, I stopped. I have a bunch of uh, reloads that I had done for a couple of my rifles, and uh, I just kind of, I don't know. I just started shooting factory, and... Uh, stuff was kind of put away and man oh man i got this long range course coming up with dr long range and man i can't find one box of seven mil so i've been pumping out ammo over the last couple of weeks i got at 200 rounds for the course just rescoped the rifle so i have to uh take it to the range so you know that's gonna be i don't know 15 20 yeah. at least yeah so, uh, yeah, that ammo thing's crazy. So good on them, man, you know, that they came yeah. through on that, especially the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and they've, you know, and they're, they're still supporting us. Like they've, they sent Ryan, uh, some boxes of their Turkey shot for our Turkey hunts that we're doing this year. And so, I mean, they're, they're still providing and still serving how they, how best they can. Right. That's awesome, man. 
what better place to get uh <laughs> to get uh duck shot out of bird shot you know coming out of uh mississippi there man them boys uh they live and die by them birds oh man don't yeah that's i i experienced that you know this year uh went down on a vet hunt down in arkansas and i mean that was those those duck blinds that they have those are taj mahal <laughs> compared to what compared to the the blinds that i have up in washington i mean they it was insane to see the operations that they have oh dude full-on full-on kitchens in them <laughs> Oh yeah, there it was. I mean, I'm telling you, this the, one of these blinds, it was elevated 15 feet off the water, and there was you drove the boat into it, Jeez. and then you walked up a ladder. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Hey, yeah, well, I, I guess it's just like anything else, right? You, if you're into it, you're into it. Yeah, that's it. If that exactly, and that's, you know, I mean, not a lot of big game hunting down there, so I mean, that's that's their bread and butter mm-hmm. is waterfowl. And that isn't that in the in that flight corridor. That's one of the big ones, right? Is through Arkansas yeah, I, there? Oh yeah, it's a final migration for a lot of birds. I mean, I've I've never seen so many. And you know, people were telling me that's not even as many as there usually is. I was there early for the snow goose. You know, I was there before their snow goose conservation season, and we you know we set up on a feed that was it probably had I would say anywhere from. 40 to a hundred thousand birds oh, on this little sh- pond. And when they got, I mean, it was so loud and they got up and flew right over our blind and it was just insane. <laughs> Rain and hellfire. What's a, how so does, I mean, oh, that's geez. what I did. I just stood up, pulled the trigger three times. <laughs> how Something's do, dropping. How do they eat? I've, I've heard mixed on those as well. It was good. Uh, yeah, I breasted out the three snow geese that I, because I shot those three on the mor- the morning I was heading to the airport. So I did a morning last sit, dumped three snow geese on that one pass, and breasted them out and brought them home. And they were, I mean, they were delicious. I threw them on the grill, hit them with some salt and pepper, and threw them on the grill. They were, it was really good. Yeah, so I've had you know duck a couple times, and it's to me it was okay. Um, little bit uh on the greasier side than what yeah, i kind expected of that, kind of kind of like a liver liver flavor almost yeah and i don't mind liver no uh, at all but yeah it wasn't yeah. It wasn't what i expected maybe yeah it was more i would you know i mean obviously you know hierarchy of waterfowl has got to be probably that sandhill crane but that, i'd probably put snow geese up pretty close to the top as well wow and that, that's a weird one, man. The Sandhill Crane thing to me. Uh, again, not I'm nowhere near a a bird guy, a wing shooter of of any sort or capacity. And uh, the Sandhill Crane thing, man, that trips me out. It's like what in the yeah. world? Oh, yeah. I would have yeah, never there's, known. There's no no way that red meat should be coming off that bird. That's a trip, man. And I mean, and, and it's crazy because I've I've brought it. I've you know brought it to my buddies who are chefs in restaurants and i'm like i'll cook it for him and say hey try this what do you think he's like oh that's that's pretty good steak and i'm like aha that's a bird no it's that good huh that's a trip it's man i'm gonna tell you if that is something to die it's because it it takes on that same texture of like a good ribeye steak which coined that nickname but i mean you put a little bit of oil on it some salt and pepper just grill it damn and it's it's a red meat cook it you know medium rare or however you like your normal steak mm-hmm. it was good wow it's a pterodactyl of a bird man uh, absolutely oh, man holding it up it's like I, I mean i got i got a pretty good wingspan and i was still reaching to spread those things out that's true 
so what uh what's ryan up to man i uh i know that dude just he just stays after it man that's a that's a yeah. busy guy man yeah i got you know his his wife's so lucky to have him <laughs> but uh no he's uh i think he's getting ready to head down to texas in the next couple of days um he's booked a flight he's he's flying out here to washington um for our turkey opener we got a couple of vets uh some just buddies of mine that were we were gonna turkey hunt together anyways like something fell through on his end i was like well i mean you got an open invitation man just fly out i'll pick you up at the airport and we'll go go get some turkeys up here and so he you know dates aligned and he's so he'll fly out we'll do a weekend three or four days turkey hunting uh up here in northeast washington and then um we're supposed to fly to Wisconsin, which is his home town, uh, his home state. And, um, most likely it'll be myself, Blake Marshall, uh, who's our, uh, guide buddy down in Texas. We'll fly up to Wisconsin and chase birds up there. And then, yeah, I mean, that's all they're, they're booked and got tags. I don't have a tag yet because Wisconsin's, uh, system is not accepting my Washington state driver's license because of the weird asterisks in it and stuff. So uh-huh. Washington, Washington messing just, you up outside of Washington. Yo, just, exactly. <laughs> just screwing me all over the place. Yeah. My, my daughter actually moved up there. She was in Hawaii and then COVID just sent everything in Hawaii. I oh mean, yeah. Especially yeah, we the hosp- hospitality industries at all. were just oh, tanked dude, from it. It was, uh, uh can't say i'm not excited about it because it saved the wife and i some money <laughs> right <laughs> because we ended up you know flipping bills for man six or seven months just helping her out because i mean it was absolute shutdown like mm. closing parks and you know chasing you off beaches and yeah, hiking trails just, just shut down crazy just craziness yeah so she's that, uh, that was the weird one to me was shutting down outside it didn't make any I, sense no, not not a dang dang lick. Which, so she's in Washington now. Yeah, or? yeah, she's up there, um, doing good, man. She's loving it. You know, she's a, not a hunter, but she's an outdoor girl. Um, well, there's there's lots to do over if she's over on that west side. I mean, there's all kinds of outdoor stuff. She's actually east side of the uh, east side of the five. I take a little pride in that. <laughs> oh, no. Man, that's, that's still the west side of the I, state. I get it. But, brother, she's, <laughs> she's, not she's, in, in, the, she's in the country part of Seattle. Yeah, she's not in uh, Birkenstock tie-dye central over there. So <laughs> She's just within a, a drive of it. Yeah, I think, she's, uh, I think she's about an hour, an hour and 15 outside. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, it, it's it's nice up there. I mean, there's, well, especially, you know, the waterfowlers, you got, that's the Pacific Flyway is that east of I-5 there is just an incredible waterfowl area too. Yeah, she, uh, I don't know, when she was home, I, you know, she has her, well, at least here in California, she got her hunting license when she was probably 11, 12, and uh, could never kill nothing. Not not her gig, but uh, she's enjoying it, man. It's just beautiful. She sent me pictures. She hikes like every single day. Either goes on her nice. runs or hikes, and it's just phenomenal. 
yeah, I'll send you all I'll, offline. I'll send you some uh, some good hikes you should check out with amazing views and, you know, mountaintop lakes and stuff. Oh, heck yeah. She'd love that, man. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of beautiful stuff up in Washington. If you get away from the politics and just focus on the, the outdoor recreation, there's a lot, lot to do up here. That's, you know, the wife and I, because we've been talking, you know, PNW for a while, but, you know, President Biden kind of stifled me from even considering it um, yeah. at the moment. I need to see, <laughs> we need to see yeah. what's going on in seven months. Um, yeah. But the wife had said, oh, let's go to Washington. And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. The tag system's too effed up for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. <clears throat> it doesn't even, uh, doesn't even make sense. No, and the the worst part is like Washington and Oregon, they pretty much just mimic each other Mm -hmm. as far as it goes. Both are both those governors are nitwits, too. So then you got to, you know, you'll deal with a lot of the like our governor, it's taxes, taxes for everything. But the problem is two counties in that entire in our state control the vote. So it doesn't matter what the ag, the agriculture on the east side of the state deals with. It's so it's it's uh, it's interesting. So like I said, if you stay away from the politics side of it, there's plenty to do up here. It, it, but that you know, that's easier said than done, right? I mean, in especially in this in this climate, climate. right? It, yeah. It's just how do you even do that, man? Outside of just plain out ignoring it and acting like it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, which, which is, is impossible. <laughs> right. That is a wasted endeavor, man. I, yeah, you're wasting more energy trying to ignore it. Oh, dude, it's it's insane. Like the wife, you know, she comes in from work, whatever, and cook dinner. She wants to watch her news. And I'm like, I'm vacating any yep. any room with a TV on. Um, I just can't take the the flood anymore. And I don't care what side it's on at this point. I'm just over it all. Yeah, absolutely. It's just sensory overload. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's great, crazy times. Although, I, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. No, no, you're good. I was going to say, although I I have enjoyed watching uh, the POTUS and uh, what we'll call the blooper reels, that, that's been <laughs> as as hard as it is to see. And I don't know how, right? But there's some level of vindication. Like, you motherfuckers voted for this man. Yeah. <laughs> what is, Here's your, here, yeah. yeah. You made your bed and now lie in it. Look at exactly. this madness. It is like, oh. I almost, I don't know. I was I was talking to a buddy about this. I said, man, I almost feel bad for him. But I'm I'm more mad at his wife. <laughs> she's letting, she's letting these people just trounce her husband who's clearly not right in the head yeah it's uh <laughs> it's sad i mean that man should be sitting on a porch sipping sweet tea somewhere he should not be in you know trying you know the face of a nation he yeah. should be retired like any anybody over 70 like that, i mean that's not that's not a job i would never want that job i'd never want to be the president yeah imagine ever. Never, ever. No, hell no. I mean, you're damned if you, especially again in this climate, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because we we are so divided. Um, Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate too. And especially when you see, you know, hunting brought into it. Yeah. When it doesn't need to be and you know, organizations that talk about, you know, they, they make their political 
leanings known. It's like, well, what does that have to do with hunting? Nothing. Yeah. But you know, it's just, so everybody's, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm over it. I just want to just want to disappear and go chase elk. You know, what's, what's funny about what you said. And it just, as soon as you said it, it triggered the thought, right. And, and, you know, you see all these bills that are, you know, just coming down the pike and it's just been insane. The onslaught of ban this, ban that limit this limit that when it comes to affecting, you know, outdoor recreation as we enjoy it. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. Just nuts, man. I, I can't believe it seems like every week there's at least two bills that are trying to slide by the way that they're doing them. I mean, some of them like the New Mexico deal, uh, with the trapping has just been following along with that and sitting in, you know, on their on their uh, house meetings and whatnot. It's just been unbelievable how biased and the lack of regard for, I'll say, our side of things. Right. I don't want to say science and data because that, you know, it gets into a whole another thing yeah, there but man, yeah, absolutely. Oh man. because it's so, science can be so subjective you pick that one piece that you like that fits yours and yeah it's yeah no it's it's crazy do you uh do you follow robbie from blood origins at all yes and I, that guy is he's so dang smart <laughs> the first okay so <laughs> <laughs> first time i i hit robbie up right and uh this was blood origins was still pretty young we'll say and that was uh, so that was february of 2019 i sat down with him at the hunt expo right and and one of the first things out of his mouth was well i'm a phd and i'm like son of a bitch man <laughs> seriously and like at first it was like okay this guy clearly knows what he's talking about he's so smart but i'm gonna tell you right now if i if i was saying the same words he was saying it wouldn't sound as good because he's got that sweet South African accent. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he says it and I'm like, I believe this man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he sounds so much smarter than me. <laughs> it, 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 and what's it, the craziest part about what he's doing is the reason behind it is just, uh, it, uh, I don't want to sound cliche or like an ass, but it's heartwarming, right? Because absolutely, as a demographic, we struggle with ourselves, amongst ourselves, to find this commonality or this unity, rather. And he's like, "Look, this is this is for you. This is for yeah. my boys. I'm doing this. I'm as he says, I'm pushing this up the mountain or up the hill for everyone." Right. Yeah. And, 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 oh, and, man. and he's just his he's so well spoken and, you know, his his videos are so well shot that it just brings such good awareness yeah. to other things. And he, he takes the time, you know, to explain this bill or that bill, this, you know, this and everything. It's just if I mean, think about how how. Uh, in the dark, we'd be about some of these bills that they're trying to sneak by mm-hmm. if guys like him weren't raising the red flag and saying, whoa, whoa, you guys should be aware of this. And I, and with all that being said, right, I'm going to go back to uh, <laughs> what I said a moment ago. We have a hard time unifying. But if oh, you yeah. look at what he's doing and you look at the amount of following and you look at the amount of views that you would think that they would be quadruple 
right? I mean, it's like, look at what, hey folks, pay attention, right? And I'm saying this purposefully, right? Pay attention to what's going on here and stop consuming the bullshit. Look at what the man is doing. There's no reason for his platform not to be one of the biggest platforms that we're viewing as a demographic. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, I tell people all the time, and if I just were just town, I'm like, you follow, follow along. He, you'll learn, you will learn something. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've sent n- not anti hunters, but non hunters who are like, well, I want, you know, when we, we'll get to talking, I'm like, watch this video and I'll pull up a, you know, one of his videos on the eradication of the tar. And like, well, what do you think about that? You know, is that, or do you think hunters should be able, and he's like, you know, so, I mean, it, it opens up conversations mm-hmm. just because he's breaks it down. So easy to understand. It would take me an hour yeah. to break it down. The oh way man. He does I'd be, minutes. <laughs> I'd, I, yeah, I would, it would take me, I'd have myself confused, <laughs> but I mean, it's, you know, it's great. We're, we're doing a fundraiser with him right now. Uh, he's doing, have you seen that? Uh, the hunters for the hungry yes. fundraiser. Yes. So me and yeah. So me and Ryan, uh, we have our team and the, you know, they, there was uh, hunts donated for the teams that raised the most money. And so me and Ryan, we talked about, we're like, let's, we'll make it a vet hunt. So if we win, we're not even going to reap the bet. We're going to then turn around and donate it to some vets. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can to just fundraise and, We've done done pretty well. Stone Glaciers was awesome, and they came to came to the table and matched the first ten thousand for donations. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So it's 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 cool to see, you know. And again, Robbie pretty much is, you know, not putting putting his money where his mouth is, but standing for what he talks about. You mm-hmm. know, he's this, you know, advocating for good programs. That uh, I don't know even. The, the selflessness in not just what he's doing, but, you know, you guys stepping up to the plate again, right? There was eight hunts last year, and that's just – that's not even counting just the little hunts, right, that you guys do. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we're we're doing hunts every weekend, whether we're, you know, doing a hunt or not. We've got somebody with us. That, uh, that stuff is where it's at, man. Um there, there's something to be said. And I think we talked about that the first time we talked, but it's always worth, at least in my head, the, the service to others. Um, you, you can't go wrong in that realm, man. Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's, you know, and it's important, especially with, I mean, I'll, I mean, I guess it's, what's the point of having any sort of platform if you're not going to use it to do something good? Right. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It's like if I if I can help one person, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there'll be a hundred that are like, this guy's a jackass, and that's fine. But if I can help one, then it's worth it. Right? Because you're not. I mean, you're not going to win everybody, right? But the guy that's saying a jackass that you know you're a jackass needs to look in the mirror. Oh, 100 percent. You know what I mean? But, he'll see. He'll see the <laughs> the error in his ways. We'll say. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, we've got, we've got some good stuff coming up for 2021, which it's, you know, we're still booking and planning and jump, you know, occasionally we'll get a last minute something we jump through hoops, but it's, uh, it's all pretty interesting, especially because I'm job hunting now too. So it's like my time is all stretched a little thin everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
what are you uh, what are you pursuing? Well, that's the weird part. So I'm graduating in May. And so I've just started putting out the resumes. Um, you know, I've spent more time on LinkedIn. That's that's my new social media network, apparently. <laughs> but but yeah, just uh, I mean, I've interviewed with a, the Bureau of Reclamation in Washington here. They've got a pretty good uh, job, but they're not hiring till May. So I'm just, you know, just trying not to overextend myself. And, you know, I was talking to Ryan about I said, look, I can't really commit to anything until I know what my next step is. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm not in college, it was it was easy for me to pick up, fly away while I, you know was doing especially, school. Yeah, well, especially with COVID, right? Oh man, uh, yeah. Log, log into Zoom once a once a day and submit everything by Sunday. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting life change. <laughs> yeah, right. Going going back to the workforce, wow. which I've been on a been on a three year vacation from it while I finished school. Yeah, that. Uh... <laughs> trying to figure out how the hell to get out early. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was, I'm, yeah, can I just, can somebody just hire me to just be me? Yeah, that's it. Anybody out there listening, you just want to give me a monthly stipend to just be me? Just, I would just, accept that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that would be the gig, man. I, you know, I give a lot, like, you know, we look at guys that have figured out how to hunt for a living. Right. That is talk about talk about a achievement, dude. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) I think I've got a better chance of walking onto an NBA basketball team. Yeah. Than being as lucky as those guys who have figured it out. Well, if you look at it right, you do have a better chance. Right. Because our demographic is so small. So that percentage, you know, the percentile of guys that actually get to that point, man, it's like. Dude, you're slim to none and and lightning may strike in in the same place yeah. twice, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. And especially, I mean, yeah, with especially because well, I don't know. I guess well I'll I'll tread lightly on this one, but if I had a a bikini body and I might have a better chance. <laughs> I'm trying to tread I'm trying to tread lightly. It's a fam it's a family show. <laughs> I do carry the explicit uh content label, so you're good. Oh good. And I'm telling you, if I if I looked like some of those Florida beach bunnies that pick up a gun and don't actually shoot anything, I'd be set. That's uh I don't know, man. That's a- that's a that's an interesting demographic i don't even consider them in our community it is it is very very hard for me to get behind that to each their own but when i look at my wife and my daughter and our demographic and i talk about what i would want to see them represented by or as it's definitely not it's not them that right i mean you know sorry ladies Exactly. And I mean, and don't be wrong, there are some badass women hunters. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, ones that I will follow and support and I love what they're doing. And it just seems like they get overlooked. Yeah. Well, there's a time but, and place for a Keeney is how I see it. And I would rather follow the real, the true badasses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's gals, this gal in New Zealand I follow. She's just out there just doing it, just filming red stags and you know and then sarah the you know up here in washington she's all over the place just with new hobbies there's just such 
badass and I don't I don't like Huntress. I hate the word. I mean, to you know, if they like it and empower it, cool, but like women hunters, there's some good ones who are doing some badass stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've heard a couple of podcasts that there you know that's actually a discussion because i used to talk about that a lot on mine like my first year because it drove it it just drove me crazy you know the huntress and the bikinis and all that and and more power to you but at what point do you just you know and the divide can be anywhere right in it uh trad hunter muzzleloader hunter whatever right why not just freaking hunter if you're doing it the right way yeah. why you know why the different moniker there it just it it's odd to me and then to pander if you will to Ooh. the uh to the to the captain behind the zipper um it just don't make any sense yeah. to me man absolutely no and i mean yeah that's there there's no there's no other way to put it it's just i mean I, we get it sex sells but i will never trust anything that they're any product that they're pushing <laughs> ever like one, if I'm, I would rather believe the guy who I know guy or gal that I know hunts hard and kills things that has 200 followers. I'm going to trust what they say before mm-hmm. bolt on big bimbo with a hundred thousand, you know, it's, I just, I mean, there's just, you're, you're a, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. They're just, it's so annoying to see these women or even just i mean any like legit hunters period that aren't getting the notoriety not even know i mean whether they want it or not but like there's people who I, like i say could really tell you about your product mm-hmm. from actual so, field it, use right that yeah uh, exactly from yeah from practical usage and, and again no. right let me let me qualify it again right just in case somebody peels in or, or something but we're you know if, if there's a time and a place for the kini if you're on the on the bass boat and you got a you know a bow in your hand and you're and you're bow fishing carp or whatnot you know maybe that's the time and the place but uh i don't think it's on the range <laughs> no or or in a or in a duck blind yeah with yeah they're just there's a lot of lot of social media man there's some there's some personalities on it you know the nice thing and i think more people need to realize it right it, the nice thing with social media is that you don't have to see that shit that's exactly that, that is quick little unfollow dude button. <laughs> every once in a while you get something in your feed and you're like what the hell how'd that get in there right and that's just yeah. you know that's the algorithm doing the algorithm thing but that's the nice thing about it like you don't like it you don't have to see the shit yeah that's that's i'm i'm, I'm notorious for that too like i'll like if if, if your whole page is just nothing but memes see i'm just gonna yeah. I just unfollow yeah i'm i want to see photos i want to see something cool you know, if i see if i see you standing there in waders in a bikini like you're going duck hunting but you're holding a deer rifle <laughs> you're getting unfollowed there, there's a couple of those man it is there, that that oh. is those who know know that specific picture that oh, i'm talking dude, about. i know exactly what you're talking it's, about and you know what it started cycling again probably oh, yeah. about two weeks I'm, ago it's probably because I share it every time going when the lights are on, but nobody's home and then I put this picture up, but no, that's, and that's exactly the unfollow, but 
the problem is, is you get these, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It's nice to look at yet. There's no, no taking that away from it. And to some people, that's all they want to see. Right. Yeah. But it's also the representation, right? The representative, mm-hmm. we're already up against it. Um, and I, and, and it's a hard call, right? If you're, if you're a hunter and, or a huntress and that, you know, if that's what you're choosing to do, I I'll, I'm supporting your hunter endeavors, right? Yeah. I'm supporting uh, your hunter, but I can't get behind and I don't want to call it. I don't even know how to describe that. Right. But I don't want to get behind that. That to me is not, it's not a representation of who we are as a demographic, right? Because the hunters dude, in my opinion, are some of the best, people you'll ever meet right their values and how they view things and and the respect for you know life in general nature um but man it's just like represent it please just represent it well represent it to the best of of your ability i can't think that that is the best of your ability or that's all you have to offer yeah absolutely and that's that, a lot of that's too, too. It's just social media. One person sees somebody post a stupid photo with an animal, and then all of a sudden it, they, oh, wow, that guy got a lot of likes. I'm going to take the same photo. Right. You know, and like that's the whole thing is like, it's that ask yourself, is this going to reflect good on our community? You I know, the, yeah. the naked selfies with a turkey cover in your junk. Dude, that ain't that is right it, there. That, that's the shit that makes me want to punch a dude in his neck. That's exactly, you know, it's like, I see those photos and I'm just like, why, what is, why are you, you would for likes, if Instagram wasn't around, would you take those stupid photos? Probably not. You know, and, and, and for the folks that are, that would share that shit with your buddies. Don't, don't put it out in, in that space where, I mean the hunt the the aunties, man, they're trolls. Dude, they oh, are man. they are absolutely searching this shit out, right? Absolutely. So why help them find it with bullshit? Yeah. And <sighs> it's and that's exactly and they troll the, the it's the hashtags that you use. Yeah. I had I posted so I've been playing we just me and a couple like well, me and Ryan, we've been playing an Xbox hunting game just killing time, but that way we can get on the party chat and still talk to each other and figure out, we make plans while we're playing. But so I posted something on Instagram that, Oh, anybody play this game. Right. I saw and that. I used that. Yeah. Well, I had a gal hit me up saying, don't use that hashtag. That's for people who like watching dogs in nature. I was like, what? <laughs> like, like that's the name of the game. And she's like, I don't care if it's a video game hunting. And I was like, Oh God, here we, here we go. <laughs> Bless your heart. They, uh, I've seen that on bear po- bear dude for a while. The, the, the bear pages, right? Oh, you couldn't, you couldn't oh. post a thing. I mean, it would get comment after comment after comment, just crazy. Yeah, that was I. I got them as soon as I posted that. My bear in spring, instantly they started hitting mine. You know, especially because I I posted a picture with me with the bear once we'd you know field dressed it, and I rolled up the pelt and put it on a pack frame. Mm-hmm. And they somebody wrote, and it was it was in Spanish, but jokes on you, I can speak Spanish, so I was <laughs> I was translating everything and reading it, and it was like, it's a bear, not a not a backpack. 
and it was you know just stuff like that and i was just like oh my god well you know what's funny is that they never i haven't come across one and dude if they if they comment on something i have on or i am inclined to respond to them on someone else's post they they don't want to have a conversation right these folks do not want to have a conversation they want to argue and and you know spit their shit on you without having any type of level-headed reasonable conversation where it's banter back and forth on both sides and and kind of be enlightened, right? They they just yeah. won't they, do. It. They want to come in, spit their hate, and then go back to their mom's basements for meatloaf. Yeah, it's like what the hell? Like you can't even you can't even have a, a, a rational conversation and don't want to hear anything. And then as soon as you start opening up to it, right? I mean, they they'll either block you or delete t- their yeah. comment. And it's just like you. Pussy. Yeah, that's I dealt. I've, I'm still waiting on a reply from one. Uh, it was a picture of me probably three years ago, but it was I was holding a hog that I hunted and I've got on, you know, a, a tattoo on my forearm that wraps around my entire forearm. It's the Norwegian flag. Mm-hmm. And he commented, oh, uh, a former Marine with a Confederate flag. Well, that's just great. <laughs> and so I, my only response, cause I literally, I mean, it was so funny because I had just watched something that Robbie said about watch, you know, talking about how you're dealing with these people and not and cause I was just going to go off and be like, you know, and so I, I tapered it back and wrote and the award for the most ignorant comment of the day goes to, <laughs> and then luckily people who know me, the, the next one was it's a Norwegian flag. Uh, you know, every and but he's never, you know, they just they, they won't respond. No, I've asked several of them to uh get on, like, oh, you know, man. I, I'd love to sit down and talk with you, have a a, a conversation. conversation, yeah, have a mm-hmm. conversation and go, you know, just talk both sides. I'll respect your time, you respect mine, I'll listen without interruption, without you know, being angry or hasty or anything. Let's just have a conversation. And I, that's if I do that, right? They're gone. They delete their see you later. Nothing after yeah. that. Every yeah. single mother effing time, it's the conversation is dead. So I've, yeah, I've learned if I want to get them off right away, I just say that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, would you like to be a guest on my podcast? Yeah. And delete. Yeah. See ya. Block, yeah. delete. It's funny, man. It's like, well, yeah. So you you really are, aren't as passionate about it as you want to seem, you know, on, yeah. on this platform, right? Yeah. You know, look, look, you know, what are you screenshotting it or, you know, tag That's exactly. What I did. Oh yeah. Look what I commented. Yeah. And then blocked. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, re, they'll repost it in a story and leave, you know, leave your part of the conversation out of it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a damn it's shame. It's interesting. It is. And that's, you know, and like I said, you just, you know, people taking all these dumb pictures Ugh. is just ammunition. Yeah. It's just adding fuel to their fire. And it's getting harder for us, right? That's the part that oh, puzzles man. me is we we don't have an easy road ahead, you know, especially looking at, you know, like I was saying earlier with all the bills that have been hidden and and the onslaught of, you know, what amounts to, you know, humane society or PETA pushes. Um, 
that that pandering that they're doing in the Capitol. It's like, what do you, you, you got to pay attention to that. If you love what, what this lifestyle is, you have to wake up to your bullshit. And, and a Absolutely. lot of people are, you know, well, I'm going to post what I want to post and they don't have to look at it. You know what? That attitude maybe a few years ago was okay. But dude, I, saw all this yeah. stuff hidden and I got legitimately nervous about what hunting is going to look like in my lifetime as far as opportunity. And it really opened my eyes to the threat that we're under. And it's not, you know, we always say, you know, future generations say, you know, we got to take care of it for, you know, the future of hunting. And it really opened my eyes to like that future doesn't mean 20 years from now, 10 years from that future is like the next couple, three years. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's an absolute it, scary thought, dude. It is. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, you can make your page private. If you want to post whatever you want, cool. Keep them out. Don't make it, don't make it public. Right. Just make your page private to where people that want to see it can, you know, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, that's I've gotten that before. I'll post what I want. This is my page. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, there's, I've, I've called out some, some stupidity where I'm like, Hey, probably not a good look. And you, you know, you get the, Oh, this is my page and I'll post what I want. And, oh, well, I'm not going to argue with you either. So. Yeah. It's like, well, think about what you're doing. I mean, that's the yeah. hardest part of it. And, and, and folks yeah, don't want to do that. No. And that's the biggest thing is that's, and you know, and, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm sure I've posted stupid photos before. I've went through and purged everything that I thought was tasteless. <laughs> but in the you know in the past few years, it's been I've I've wanted more to be able to tell a story with. Right. A, if I post something, you know, on Instagram, I'm not going to post it just a post. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go I'll go three four days without a post. And, you know, so I can, if I take a picture, I want it to be a good photo or, you know, something like that. Even if it's not a, a dead animal, just animal that I took a photo of, right. you know, working with my dog. Those are, you know, there's, if, you know, stuff that's not, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to pretty much keep any sort of blood off of my, just, and that's just for me. Cause then you, you don't run the risk of it getting flagged and. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's another thing, right? The way that they're flagging our post, um, you know, not even with the pictures, it seems like even the captions are, are catching the, uh, the left side flags. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I get constant. I get flagged at least once a week. I'll get, and I'll appeal it and write out why they're wrong. Does that even help? <laughs> Sometimes about 50, about 50, 50. Oh, is it? That's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I'm like, if you take the time to write an appeal, like, and actually like take a breath, don't write it out of, well, why'd you block my post? Right. I'll write out, you know, cause it, they have to announce why. So usually it's okay. It went against the community for sales of ammunition. So I'll write it. No, you know, nowhere in this photo or post. Is there anything about the sale? And I'll uh, just write it out in words that even, you know, they can understand. Mm -hmm. And 50% of 50. Yeah. 50%. So there's yeah. also times where I'll write, you know, why is, why is this photo of me with a, a dead animal? Not okay. But a girl with her butthole hanging out is okay. Right. Well, they don't respond so, to that. No, they, no, that one, that photo stays blocked. Yeah. 
they'll never respond to that. The, the algorithm picks up on just a female face. So it's, uh, yeah, they, they probably don't even see those. But you had said something there, and it and it just made me think about the the aspect of social media. Like there's this, there's this odd seriousness or odd value that we place on it. And, and, you know, for me, it's the podcast, right? If I didn't have the podcast, I don't know that I would be as involved on social media. Um, but it's, it's weird how to heart we take, you know, a, a post being flagged and I, and, and to some, it's some extent I get it. Right. It's like, well, why would you censor that? And you're not censoring this, but man, what, what value we've put on that for the folks that are making the, making the big bucks on it. You know, it's a, it's an interesting thing. It is, it's, it is a weird dynamic that so much value to these simple programs yeah. and, you know, and double-edged sword, they, they do serve good purposes. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's helped tremendously with spreading good messages as, as well as bad ones. And and you meet, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know Chris Mann from Adam hadn't been from, from social media, you know, and that's another great aspect of it. Right. I mean, as you meet some phenomenal people, but man, the, the value and it, and to hear, and I shouldn't laugh. Right. Because I'm not laughing at you if you did it, but people are like, I got to give it a break. It like, it's consuming me and that's all I do. And it's like, well, shit, put the fucking phone down for a minute. You know, it doesn't have to, there's more around you, like share the stuff around you, but you don't have to, you don't have to live, eat, sleep, breathe and die by the damn thing. You have a choice. Absolutely. (laughs) That's, that's about 90% of the reason why I love hunting season. (laughs) It's like, what the, like, technology because especially now i mean i'm sitting at my you know not necessarily sitting at home for 20 hours a day but i'm not in school so i'm on you know i'm on social media way too much yeah but it i mean you know what i'm saying though right like oh yeah absolutely like folks are like oh i'm i'm you know they're posting about dipping out for x amount of days i gotta clear my head or I think it's a way it's it's such a virtue signal. If you're posting (laughs) that you're getting away from social media, you're literally (laughs) posting something about leaving to get likes, (laughs) but like just do it. And when people, when you come back and people go, man, where'd you go? Yeah. I needed a break from the shit. Who gives a shit about you? (laughs) I mean, nobody misses you. (laughs) Think about that fucking first world problem, bro. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) My life is, my life's so tough. Social media has me stressed. First world problem. It's like, wait a minute. You got to really examine the shit you just posted about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because if that's your major your major dilemma for the day or week you, you're doing shit pretty damn yeah, good you, in my yeah, opinion exactly. you're not doing too bad <laughs> if the worst thing about your life is social media oh man where the hell are we man it's oh, crazy dude. times crazy times we're living in <laughs> oh man i you know what and if somebody's gonna somebody's gonna hear that and, and you know oh, maybe God, yeah. yeah they'll get a little pissed off about it but somebody's it's, it's, getting offended by this it's the truth i'm sorry it's, it's like, just the it. truth like, like, yeah that's oh boy 
<laughs> oh my god, my cheeks are hurting right now. Just That's, I'm ear to ear thinking the about. The problem that. is, is I'm thinking about. Who do I know is going to get offended by that statement? I know. And I've got, a, right I got about three or four off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. That shit is funny. I'm not sorry at all. That is. Not, uh, even, not even in the slightest <laughs> bit while I apologize. That, that is the first world problem if I've ever uh, seen one in my life. Man. Yes. I, I don't know. I, like I say, man, it's great to connect with people, especially for me, like, you know, being here in California, um, I'm not going to say hunters are dime a dozen, but, you know, we are we are so spread out. We're so spread thin that, you know, yeah, there's a handful of folks in, in you know, your little groups, if you will. Um, so that's been amazing for me to connect with hunters, you know, across the country. Um and and it's really shit. It's made me kind of social, dude. I was I'm a I'm a flipping recluse. My wife is like that podcast is great, you know. Oh, absolutely. That's I was I was talking to one of my vet students, the students that's a vet here, and he's like, yeah, I was thinking about starting a podcast, but I'm afraid that I'll be awkward. I said, dude, that's the best time to get over your fear of talking to people is yeah. to talk to people from a distance. You know, it's yeah, you'll figure out what works, what doesn't. Yeah. And then, I mean, you connect with like-minded people, you know, and, and you're, especially if you're passionate about something, man, I mean, you start talking hunting and I mean, who the hell can't talk hunting for hours in, in every aspect of hunting. Right. Uh, yeah. You oh, can just go on my, my and mom, on. My mom hates it. Cause usually if I come over, me and my dad are going to talk about hunting and she might get a word in, or if we go to dinner, it's like me and him will sit on one side of a table and make plans. And she's, just kind of, you know, <laughs> left out of the mix. And she could pick up a rifle or a shotgun. That's oh man, that would be a sight to see. You know, that's what I. Uh, I would, I'd laugh hysterically. I would love to take my mom hunting. That'd be so much fun. Dude, I I'm trying to get my wife. So I got her out finally last elk season, right? And she spent six or seven days with me in the woods, and it was just, it was just the best experience, man. Um, nothing needed to die you know what i mean it was just oh yeah absolutely a great time. that memory and her kind of experiencing new things you know something that that might be not as exciting to you because you've seen it before right you know and that's that's why i like these vet hunts yeah i know that can all go back to seeing them experience something that i've experienced over and over and over mm-hmm seeing the look on their face when they experience it yeah and then just it's, the just the look through kind of through their eyes through yours like the light goes on like oh shoot i get it now yeah exactly it's just it's and you know it's it's perfect you know i couldn't ask for you know and that's like me and ryan we talk about it's we almost enjoy being behind the cameras you know taking pictures and videos of these events than being in front of them because you know we can we can see you know, what the world's going to see. Right. Well, that fulfillment level too, I got to imagine behind the camera is, is exasperated man so much by that. When you see that light come on, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, that's what we try to do is obviously interview every one of the vets we take hunting and we ask them simple, simple questions about, you know, tell us about your military background or how, you know, what is it about hunting that you, have fine, you know, help and stuff. And just to hear their stories, it's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. That, uh, some of it's gut wrenching. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially because you, you'll see this guy that you think's totally normal, doing great, had a great trip. And then you get him in front of the camera and he's interviewing. You, you hear the what he went through before finding just the outdoors in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, like it's it's powerful. What about, you know, do you guys you guys get any vets that that's their first experience? Sometimes, yeah, we we get new hunters um, as well. I mean, we we take anybody that applies with our. So when we get a hunt, uh, we open it up. We've got, and then they email a redacted discharge paper stating that they, so we can verify their service. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we kind of gauge who would be a good fit. You know, there's some hunts where, you know, a mountain lion hunt for a Purple Heart recipient are they is the hunt. So now we have to go through and anybody that has a purple heart and then we have to look, can they physically do this hunt? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you know, if they can't, we'll, we'll look at getting them on a different hunt that way, you know, something that can fit more for their physical abilities. And we don't really care about how experienced you are. I mean, realistically, I personally, I like bringing newer hunters versus, you know, a guy that's hunted all his life and he's done this and done that. I would rather have somebody that is, has never done it or is probably never going to get to do that again. Like Maine, you know, the coast of Maine, you know, we took a guy who's, we took two vets this year and one of them had tried sea duck hunting before and didn't get a shot on anything. The other lives in the opposite end of the country and is probably never going to make it back to the coast of Maine. So it's like those opportunities are just, you know, that's how, you know, me and Ryan sit and try to figure out who's going to be a good fit for what hunt. That's awesome, man. You know, before we get off, make sure maybe at the end of the app, but make sure that we, uh, we drop where, you know, where they they can get online and apply for those hunts, et cetera. I don't want to miss that opportunity. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, shoot, man. So the only thing we really didn't talk about, oh no, you guys didn't do the sea duck hunt up there, huh? That got uh, pushed. I was uh, in Washington. No, we did. We did in Washington, but Jonathan wasn't able to make it up. He had uh, vehicle trouble that weekend. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did. And tell so me that. the hunt, the hunt still happened. Uh, we, I still had a vet come up from Texas, and what I did is I just called a local vet um, to join us. Well, the the first day we got out on the salt. And we brought a first responder. We brought a uh, retired firefighter. Mm -hmm. And so it was the vet from Texas and the firefighter. And we went out and we chased sea ducks. The next day, that evening, there was pretty much gale force winds, so we couldn't get out on the ocean the next morning. Uh, So Kyle, who was the guide for the hunt, the sea duck guide, he called his partner, and they have uh, fields inland. And so we set up a field hunt for the next day and we just had guys cycling through the blind all all morning they'd come they'd hit six we'd send you know call anybody got just we just kept cycling guys through and so we ended up two days of duck hunting just getting the vets out and the the vet from texas who he's never seen half these ducks before and is probably not going to see them again so we i think he took six ducks to his taxidermist he took them home to texas to be taxidermied so that's, I mean, in, in the world of waterfowl, that's a, that's kind of a big deal, right? For sea ducks. Yeah, there's, yeah, there are, uh, 
I mean, there's, you know, obviously only two, two coasts on the continental United States that you can, and really, I mean, you can't get them in California, uh, but Washington has Harlequin. The only other place you're really going to find those are, is, is Alaska. And so the, we, uh, we chased Harlequin, surf scoat, all three of the scoters, surf, common and white wing, long tails. Uh, but we have Barrow's golden eyes, which are, uh, I think Ryan came out a week after and got his Barrow's with Kyle. So, I mean, it's one of the bucket list birds. So we're in a, you know, we're in a good spot to really put on some cool events. If you want to target, if you're, you know, a, a diehard waterfowler, you've got to, you've got a good opportunity of getting some trophy birds up here. Yeah. That was all Japanese to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, these are rare species. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> these are, these are, these are ducks that you, like with Harlequin, they're beautiful. They're little, little blue Nerf balls. They look like little Nerf footballs, uh, but they're blue, like this really cool, not sea, not like ocean blue, but like a, just a cool tint mm-hmm. and you're only allowed one a year in oh. Washington, male or female, only one a year. And so they're a target bird where you don't eat it. You mount it. Oh, so, so uh, this is how much I know about waterfowl, dude. So I didn't even realize that. I, I assume that you took it to the taxidermist and they took care of the meat. Um, no, yeah. You don't, you don't so even get that. Deal. As with, yeah. With the taxidermy for a duck, you just literally, if you choose that this duck is going to be mounted, you wrap his head under his wing and you wrap him up in paper towels, put him in a trash bag and freeze That's him. That's it. And you take it to the taxidermist when yeah. you when you have time. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my naivety is showing with the waterfowl, man. But man, you have to you have to come up this year. Then come up, visit your daughter, and bring your shotgun. <laughs> I have to go shoot that damn shotgun first. <laughs> hey, no, man, you can just be you can just be that waterfowl that claims everything. I shot that one. And that no, one. Dude, you said you had you had colored buckshot, man. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely giving you bright green. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lying like a son of a bitch. <laughs> I bought. Uh, I have a uh, the Browning. I think it's the Browning Magnus, mm-hmm. and uh, I bought it. Because it matched my rifle. <laughs> oh Jesus! I was like, "Damn, that's badass! Looks just like my rifle. Let me have that one too." And uh, that's that's the most California thing I've ever heard. That's the gayest shit in the world, bro. But you know, <laughs> you, you've you've talked enough shit about my sicker use that I, hey. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> right? That's I, I went and talked to my dad this year because he's he's sick of head to toe, and I said I'm. I'm going to have to get you in Cryptech this year. <laughs> I said, I'll pay for it all. You know what? What's the difference, right? I mean, you're talking pattern. And the and the yeah. only the only fucking difference from you guys that like to talk shit is that you decided that <laughs> you can't afford it. No, no, that you decided that you were gonna wa- start wearing solids to to mix yes. it up, right? That gives you that gives you some kind of some kind Dude, of authority. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to blue jeans and red flannels. You know, I man, I was pulling a flannel out of the the closet the other day, and I go, you know what? I should hunt in this son of a bitch all season. <laughs> Just give it a, yeah, just, just give her a shot. <laughs> it, uh, it, it definitely, I mean, the days of the days of going out there in cotton and man, screw that. No, you, never, ever again. Fuck that noise, dude. That is miserable. I've done it in the rain in the snow and you know what? It was great, right? It's an experience, but man, the, the, 
the availability and the fact that I have the means to go buy some tech. I don't, I don't, dude, I'll, I'll matchy match all damn day long. No, I'm, I'm with it. it. You know, I, I could care less about the pattern, but when it comes to fabric, I'm a little bougie. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be, I, man. It's, I mean, and even like, you know, back in the day, even like Walmart carries decent stuff now. Yeah. They used to exclusively carry like Kings and Kings was always the canvas pants and a cotton shirt. Oof. But even Kings has stepped up to where they're making some, some pretty comfortable stuff. Mm-hmm. I re- dude, I remember running that stuff and we were, uh, we were in San Diego. There's an area that was uh, a 22 hunt and it gets some snow. We're up at elevation. It's like 8,000 feet. Is that down by like Jubilee or whatever? The, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Jubilee. Yeah. That, that town? Yeah. Jubilee? Yeah. Uh, I'm bur- burning your spots now. And dude, I haven't hunted there in years. It got, they started building around there and it just got, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people there suck. now. There's some big deer down there. Anywho, we were down there, man, and it was raining and then it decided to freeze. And I <laughs> I remember getting it, trying to get into the damn cargo pocket and uh, some bitch was frozen up and it was just like, man, oh man. And I think back to that stuff and it's just like the miserable days sitting under a tree down there in turkey season and uh, walking through the high grass and that, you know, that dew just soaking you, your socks end up absorbing it and uh, your boots are wet inside and they weren't the best damn boots in the world anyway. So now they're even worse sloshing around. It's like, man, oh man. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. That's the one thing is I'll, I'll go away from fancy camo, but good boots. Oh, yeah. I won't, I will never, I will never skimp on no. boots again. Nope. I mean, there was like, again, right? I have the means. It, right. It, there was a point where it was like, you know, shit, I was, I was like, can I get a turkey tag and a pig tag this year? Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, shit, I, Absolutely. I, I shouldn't have been hunting for all intents and purposes because money was, uh, was a big issue. <laughs> right. You know, 35 bucks. I think, shoot, at the time, a pig tag might have been only, only $18 or something like that. And you used to get a booklet of the damn things, but, um, yeah, screw those days, man. So, I, like, like I said, I'm matchy match, man. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I mean, shoot, you took that. You took that big, nice. Was that you took that muley in 2020, right? This yeah, last year. Yeah, man. That was a stud. I love that deer, dude. That, that was. was uh, yeah, that was that hunt, dude. That hunt is just amazing, man. I mean, it is. It is just, and I'm not a rifle guy. And man, I look forward to going on that hunt. It is just amazing to be on that island chasing those animals. It is just phenomenal. And there's some specimens out there, dude. God. Is dang. that a is that a is that a draw tag only? Or is no. that an over the No. So there there is an over-the-counter opportunity. There's a couple of caveats that come with that. You have to run it through the conservancy that runs the island at this point. Um, but yeah, you can go over the counter there. I'm not going to spill the beans on that one. If somebody yeah, no, wants we'll to do about, the hard work, I was going <laughs> to say me and you, no, I'm not going to do hard work. I'll just talk to you about yeah. it offline. Yeah. Hey man, you yeah. going to host me for yeah. a weekend? Dude, that is, I promise I'll let you pick which one I take. You know what? That's the funny thing about that Island, man. There, you, you ain't got no shortage of pickings. And this, really? this dude wasn't, he wasn't the biggest we saw. He was just, 
he was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. See that, you know, and that's, I love those cause you got a memory. Yeah. Like, I mean, you only remember so many blown opportunities. Mm-hmm. You, you remember the one you capitalize on. Oh dude. It was like, Oh sh- I didn't even have my rifle on me. I was filming. Oh jeez! <laughs> he didn't even die with my rifle. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh my god! I mean, it, when he started coming up over the break, dude, and you saw you saw those tall ass thirds. It was just like, oh, this guy's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> yeah, he 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 belongs forever immortalized on my wall. Yeah, buddy. I'm actually he's right now he's euroed, and I've and I usually. It, I usually will shoulder just about every deer that oh, I shoot. Really? Yeah. And uh, I euroed him just because I I wanted to preserve him until I get him to my taxidermist because he's uh, Matt's a couple, three hours away and oh, just yeah. connecting oh, so you just, schedules. So you've got him, you caped him, though. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, so, I've got... I've got one... I've yet to shoulder mount even anything. I've got a wall full of euros but there's one deer that I wish I would have caped and I'm just going to probably have to next time I shoot a decent mule deer body right. I'll cape because this, I just, I didn't, you know, it was when I shot this deer, I just, I couldn't afford anything but a Euro. Yeah. Mostly that, because my, my buddy does my euros for free. So yeah. And I actually did this one myself. I was like, man, this is going to be a pain in the butt. Um, but I did it. I think it took me, I don't know, cleaning and all that. Maybe, maybe four hours yeah it's it doesn't take that long it's i've got a buddy that he uh he's got a pressure washer Mm -hmm. and he just hits it with the pressure washer and flushes it and then boils the you know the brain matter out and stuff yeah that was that's the process i just pulled up youtube man saw a couple videos and you know figured i just got to watch it because i really wanted you know the nose bones and everything in there yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I've got the I I like I have the nasal cavities in all mine. Yeah, it, it, you don't. I mean, to me, it's like okay, if I'm gonna do this, I don't want to blow all that out and kind of ruin mm-hmm. it. So I just took, took some care with the pressure washer, changed the nozzle, you know, peeled down the pressure, and you know, for my never have doing it, it came out really well in my opinion. Perfect. Well, and the nice part is, is it's it's only temporary, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's going to be hard is because it's kind of like my my podcast studio backdrop at the moment. Oh, I got him hung on the wall. You might you might have to do is send off the dimensions of his racks and have replicas made, and then get one of the, or just once he gets back, put him back up on the put him right where he's at. Well, see, and then I worry about that, right? Because it gets so damn hot in here. Um. I don't want to put my mount out here. And then, you know, I love to grace the house. Oh, with them. Yeah. You know, you walk through the house and you look up and you're like, oh, man, my wife, my wife doesn't hate it. But I know she's like, shit, another one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got it's some... just it's just it's just nice wall art. Yeah. Well, man, it's just something about, you know, and, and when I you know, when I talk to Matt and we talk about the mounts, it's for me, at least it's like, OK, where what's the vision, right? What, what do I remember? How did it look? Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, I'll give Matt that, that description and, you know, give him a picture of it. And he does such good work, man. So you look at this thing and it's like, it immediately takes me back to those moments, you know, whether it be first spotting them or, you know, seeing them through the scope, whatever that moment is, you know, is what I try to get in the mount. And man, he does, he just does great, man nice yeah that's that's uh you know a a shoulder mount it it is it's art 
Yeah, it uh, and it ain't for every. I've seen. Yeah, not everybody could do it. <laughs> oh, I've seen some bad taxidermy. <laughs> but to, you know what's the the worst ones, dude? I don't know what it is about cats. People cannot like if you're gonna do it, have a cat done right. You gotta Take it have to a guy that does cats. Yeah, you need a specialist. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. I've seen. Yeah, like oh yeah, that was this bobcat I shot. Oh, I dude. looked over. I'm like, go. <laughs> I would just shoot it. Yeah, just I, shoot it with your truck. I wouldn't have shot that ugly shrunken head <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just, you shoot him to get him out of the gene pool. <laughs> That's about the only reason. It's like, whoa, let that son bitch walk. And I don't know exactly. what it is with the bobcats, man. It, it, the, no, head, it's, the head is always like a third, at least a third smaller than you know it should be on that mount. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, 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 that was the big thing is we talked, you know, when Jonathan with his odd ad, I was like, look, I was like, you need to have a taxidermist down here in Texas. Do it. And he's like, well, I have a, you know, we were talking about he's got a taxidermist in Oregon. I said, yeah, but these guys that Oregon guy probably does one odd ad a year. Right. These, te- these Texas taxidermists do 500 a year. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we took it to uh, a very, very talented young lady and she's a absolute rock star when it comes to taxidermy. Nice. Yeah. So I'm excited to see when his mount is done. That's a, uh, that guy that he has up in Oregon, that that dude, you want to talk about a guy that does some cats? Holy hell, man! Some of the mountain lions that that guy has done is oh, yeah. just See, that, exactly. Oh, it's wow. which makes sense because he probably has you know obviously he's got much more availability of a cat. Right. I mean, they, in, it's like world class taxidermy when it comes to his cats. I mean, they're no. Oh, really? Oh, I forget his name. Um, but John had sent me pictures when he was getting uh wonky done, you know, mm. when he was going to get him on the pedestal and or funky or whatever the hell he calls him, funky Kong or something. Oh, um, yeah. And and man, I, I remember the pictures, you know, just talking about it. they were phenomenal. Interesting. Yeah, you'll yeah, have to hit him up about it and have him send you. I mean, they're they're beautiful, dude. Oh my lord, definitely. I'm gonna have to. Oh my god, you ever get like a random text message that you wish you wouldn't have opened? <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> so before we got on here, my buddy's like, "I'm gonna shave my mustache to look like Dale Earnhardt Sr." <laughs> he shaved. <laughs> and he it. just sent, he jail, yeah, and he just sent me a picture of it, and I like. I regret opening it now because now I can't not see it. <laughs> I get it's totally thrown me off. <laughs> no, no Dale, I'm taking. <laughs> no, boy, it's it's oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's the taxidermist, man. That's if you're gonna pay, pay the money. Yeah, don't don't. Ever, I, I've I've always told you, I'm like, do not go with the cheapest option, no. unless they have like a portfolio and a studio room that you can go look at his the work i you're gonna get what you pay for right or get you know what another good way is is get a good apprentice right is you get someone that's still under the tutelage of someone that is you know been at it for years that's another good way to save a few bucks that's true yeah but again you could potentially get some hot filth back too yeah yeah i mean if they're not 
apprenticing. <laughs> yeah, if they're, if, they're, if they're not, they're not doing it under the direct tutelage. Yeah, it's uh, it could go wrong, but yeah, it's another yeah. way to save a few bucks if you got the, you know, the, yeah. if, if the money is stretching on it. Because that, I mean, it's an expense, man. It, it's it not is. something that's cheap. No, exactly, and that's that's kind of why I've stuck with euros for so long. Because it's like, I am having I'm having that spring bear mounted because it's my first bear. And it was small. It was too small to make a decent rug, mm-hmm. but it will make a perfect half body mount because nice. it's just not going to take up too much. So it'll be a nice habitat mount. And my, I've got a buddy who does taxidermy on the side, but I've seen his work. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, no, you know, yes. Yeah. It's one of those. I throw him some extra side work and get a nice mount. That's, yeah, uh, that's, like you know, that's that's the other one that can no nobody can ever do well. Wild boars, they never look good. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's a hard one too, right? Yeah, I mean, they're just I I've never seen one that I'm like, huh, that looks good. I was right. looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I why? did. I had uh, I shot a gray, a really nice gray pig. This is I mean years and years and years ago, and. uh put my deposit went to see the thing to pick it up and i i walked away it was it, it was laughable dude there was like i can't I, there's no way there's no way that i could even justify the rest of the money and the dude was pissed but it was like this is this is flipping horrible man like that's not that's not this pig in the picture i mean it was dude it was bad and he was a beautiful pig man just just this weird like dark like almost like a uh, like a smoke gray with these blotches of black on him. Oh, nice okay. ridge back, and his tusks weren't huge, but they were you know they were decent tusks on him for his size. And uh, it was sort of like the the head shrinker bobcats. Man, it was horrible, uh, dude. You get you get back a you take him a two hundred pound pig, and you get back a hundred and forty pounder. Oh, dude, it was. It, I'm telling you, I I was like, dude, I'm not paying for this. There's no way. There's absolutely, yeah, I even tried to meet him like on a lower rate and he didn't oof. want to go for it. And I was like, Oh, last time I'm coming here. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Cause I mean, and that's just, it is like, unless that, that mold's got to be perfect. Oh, dude. And, it, yeah, know, I and never, if they shave it down. Well, you don't realize, you know, you know, there's what goes into it. Right. I mean, as a layman, not understanding that if a guy's just gluing to the mold and he's not doing any type of forming or anything, you're yeah. going to get a, you're going to get a shit return on it. Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah, if they're, if he's, yeah, if he's not shaving, you know, in, you know, accent contours and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's impressive to watch a, a talented taxidermist do their craft. It's mm-hmm. impressive to watch. You know, who's they're phenomenal. They're, uh, I'm not sure if they're husband or wife or what, but there's a couple here in California. It's uh racks and tax taxidermy. I, yeah, I follow, I, yeah. I follow them on Instagram. Holy hell, bro. They do good work. Oh, my. so they were at the Utah show last year. Um, and they were doing live taxidermy and, uh, to watch them, to watch them do it. It was like the light came on. Like it was just like their workflow and and man it was just it's like your shit is beautiful it is amazing the work that they do just phenomenal yeah there's yeah i've seen seen theirs i'm like wow that's yeah i i could never i could never be that artistic no no i i think that the the learning curve is way too steep 
Yeah, definitely. But that's like well, my. That, no, oh, I just I don't have the I don't have the patience, patience. to do it. Yeah, well, it's like my guy Matt Dockstetter. Uh, he's butcher shop taxidermy, and Matt does man, my deer dude. I when I get a deer back from him, I'm just like, bro, you nailed it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's consistent. You know, I can't wait to take this one. I have a couple that I got to get to him, but actually got one to pick up, but man, he just, he nails it every time. Yeah. That's, that's how I am with, with like my duck mounts and stuff. I've got, I've got a, a couple to drop off and a couple I need to pick up. And, uh, my gal Melanie is, she's just, she's a rock star with it she's and she's so fast like usually you know i I was waiting a year per duck mountain i took one to i took two ducks to her and said surprise me mm-hmm. just i you know just surprise me do your do your magic and she sent me back pictures like a month and a half later and she's like i'm done you can come pick them up whenever they're just drying and she made this cool two bird uh habitat mount and it's just like wow like I would have never thought of that. And she, one of the ducks has a, a shell in his mouth. And so like, you know, just small stuff that I wouldn't even have thought about. I'm like, man, yeah, that's why, that's why you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, again, that, that artistic part of it is, uh, Oh, big. Definitely. Yeah. I, that, Cause I wouldn't even have thought about it. That, uh, that's a hit or miss. <laughs> yes. Some people do it really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shoot, brother. It, uh, we're pushing some time, but, man, it was yeah. uh, great catching up, man. I look forward to seeing uh, what 2021 holds for you, man, in terms of the hunts. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Got to let me know how that, uh, how that wild draw works out. And then if, you know, if oh, you, we land there, we'll talk, uh, talk a little bit of time and see what, uh, how that aligns as far as the calendars go, man. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Um, yeah. And I mean, hopefully I'm not sure if there's any, if there isn't going to be any, you know, outdoor shows this year, but next year, if you're at Utah for sure. Yeah. I'm man, I'm chomping at the bit. I was so disappointed, man, that they, uh, that that got canceled Canceled. this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wasn't even paying attention. I would have went up for the Oregon show last week, but yeah, it kind of surprised me that yeah. Portland, Portland of all places, did a show. Yeah, I was shocked. I, I didn't even realize it. And by the time I realized it, it was, you know, done deal. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, I, was, I, got, a, I got a text from the, the owners of Wilderness, and they were setting up their booth. And he's like, too bad Seattle didn't have one this year. And I was like, wait, Portland. And it's just like, <laughs> like, what? Wow, that's how you know Washington's behind the curve. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah, the only thing, man, is do you want to walk around with a flipping mask on like that? No, I not at all. You know, I struggle with remembering to put it on here oh, man, going I'm, to the store and stuff, you know? I've Yeah, I'm terrible. I usually keep it in my, like in a hoodie, in my, in the front pouch of a hoodie. And I mean, I've, there's been times where I run in, I'm running in to grab something. So you need to have a mask. And yeah. I'll just hold it up in the air while I'm still running. Like, I got a mask. We, uh went to dinner this is probably a couple weeks ago and we're still having to eat outside whatnot but the restaurant's on the outside of the uh the mall and we had parked on the opposite side where there's a sporting goods store and we finish our food and we're walking through the mall to get back to the other side and i'm getting all these crazy ass looks like people looking at me like you know i just smacked their mom in the back of the neck or something and i'm like the (laughs) fuck did i do you know what i mean i'm like looking like you know what the hell's going on 
And we were just about to the exit and this lady's walking up and she's looking at me like, you son of a bitch. And she veers like 10 foot off of me. And I'm like, what what the hell's going on? And I looked at my wife and I go, oh, shoot, I don't have my mask on. (laughs) And I was just like, screw them. And I kept walking and I was just laughing at that point, man. Exactly. Like, I mean nobody's going to get in your way while you're walking somewhere. Yeah. I, yeah. They was like Moses or a part in the red sea on that one, man. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was bad, but that's I'm, insane. Crazy times, brother. Yes, sir. They're almost over. Hopefully. Yeah. Someday. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking on that wood right now. Right. I mean, I guess the nice part is, is that Turkey season's coming up. So I've, I've been training for wearing a mask. Yeah. All there year. you go. Just for I, this turkey hunt. I'll just face paint it, man. There you go. <laughs> well, shoot. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate right, the time, friend. man. I'll, uh, yeah, let's talk about Wyo. See if we can align something, man. Definitely. Yeah. And then uh, if, you know, like I said, if, if any of these people, you know, vets want to potentially get out on these hunts, uh, they just, it's pretty much a lot of what we do is we're pushing it on Ryan and my social media, but also on, uh, on High Point Adventures social media pages. We'll be announcing the when we're taking applications so i'll uh shoot me those links i'll include them in the show notes okay um, i sure got will. them and then i'll uh see if we can help some guys get on the field brother absolutely all right man i'll talk to you i appreciate right, the time i man. appreciate you take care bye bye thank you for listening follow western contours on instagram subscribe on youtube and sign up at westerncontours.com episodes are available on most major platforms apple Podcasts, google play and stitcher subscribe leave us a comment and don't forget to hit that five star rating we appreciate the support and until next time lay them down <laughs>